You're listening to the Head Hunting Housewives podcast with Diane O'Brien, episode number 28. Good morning, Head Hunting Housewives. It's your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. It's early on this Wednesday morning. Happy, happy Wednesday. I love Wednesdays because we're at the middle of the week. Hopefully, you had a very productive Monday and Tuesday. And Today will be a good day too, but then we can slow things down because I love a Thursday. Thursday's my new Friday. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to have a great Wednesday, but today what I want to talk to you about, we're, what I'm thinking is women in Wednesday. I've been thinking about each day of the week and try to keeping it on certain topics uh, just to keep the structure of this flowing nice for all of you. Um, I know for Mondays, I want to focus on that high level, getting your mind in gear and Tuesdays, getting to the tactical stuff that we talked about. And I probably will touch upon that a little bit more today because there's always much more to learn. Um, But on Wednesdays, typically, I want to, I think, focus on women in Wednesday because I feel like the women are the people that have guided me to do great things. Kind of, uh, you know, maybe who are you Wednesday or or, want to be, you know, want to be Wednesday? Who do you want to (laughs) be? So I'm thinking of things like this this morning because... I don't know. These are the things that I think about in the wee hours of a Wednesday morning. Uh, The sun is not up yet. And like usual, I'm sitting with my coffee and listening quietly to myself or whatever's coming to me to how I can best serve in this day. And uh, on a Wednesday, though, I feel just always a little more gleeful than a Monday or Tuesday. I don't know why, but uh, I do. So I really want to give thanks and appreciation today um, to the women that have helped me. And I think I'm, I want to say this to all of you because as you're venturing off into anything new, a new career, maybe your children like me are going off to school and you just want to do something new and interesting. That's how this podcast was kind of born. <laughs> um, and, you know, and a lot of times you need support, right? So the whole point of Headhunting Housewives is for women to support women. It's for us to have different mentors and guides. And maybe with this podcast, I can start to be that guide for you. But, you know, eventually you'll find um, not just, of course, other mentor and women coaches out there, business advisors, but within the groups, uh, whether it's here at Honey Housewives, I want to form a lot of great groups in 2Q to really get you really where you are and where you want to go. Um, But then there's so much outside of this that you can find to keep that support and keep that pattern going of finding a leader to follow. You know, I've always been a big believer in not reinventing the wheel. I've spoken to that before, how in whatever subject you're doing something, whether it's investing on stocks or maybe you're investing in real estate or might be in decorating your house a certain way, find someone that has your style, you know, a woman most likely that's already doing what you're doing. Maybe it's about your fashion and uh, your body or makeup. Find the woman that's got the makeup style that you like to look at or the fashion sense. And I think a lot of us women do this already when it comes to home or again, our bodies or fashion. But for business, you know, it should be the same way. Find those women leaders that you look up to and then start following them. See what they're doing. You know, I always say to my daughters, I laugh, and I'm like, you know, monkey say, monkey do. And I joke around about that. But really, if there's something you want, you know, there's something new you want to be, um, who's doing that right now? And then find out what they're doing. And, you know, I love the whole concept of success leaves breadcrumbs. I'm not sure if I got the saying right, but that's the, the gist of what that's saying, that you can find when you follow someone that you want to be like or um, want to follow um, maybe their their pathway of how they found success, they definitely leave breadcrumbs behind. And 
I know for myself, when I wrote the book, Work From Home Headhunter, five years ago, you know, I really was thinking about getting out of recruiting. I was mentoring a lot of women at that time and thinking I might get out of it so I could kind of leave a little bit of a my own, I guess, personal legacy in my head behind to people. Um, I kind of had made what I wanted to made, make in my career, and it felt like a good time to check out a little bit. But as I've mentioned, recruiting always calls me back, even if I get into other fun things like real estate investing that I did put more time into. But um, you know, recruiting has always been the uh, fuel to kind of give me to to the money to do the things I want in life, whether it's invest in other areas or the fun spending. Um, I've never been a big shopper, so I've never been one of those women that likes to go to the mall and buy clothes. But I do like, you know, being able to put the pool in the backyard or the nice car that I want um, to have or the beach home. And, and I like having my own money to do that. Not that my husband doesn't obviously participate in that and help. <laughs> um, you know, we both kind of have always pulled our money together. However, there's power in that for women. So I think, um, you know, back to focusing on women that can help pull you up to wherever you want to go. It's much easier to pull someone up than for you just to push yourself there or someone else to push you around to a certain spot. Um, so that's kind of the goal of this. Um, so in speaking more about, you know, Wednesday women and people that I think have helped me be powerful and how, you know, what helped me get here. I spoke before, um, to some women, my shout out to Sharon, one of my best, best friends who helped me early in my career. Um, who helped negotiate my salary for me out of college. I was a young college girl, didn't know what I was doing. She even helped introduce me to my husband that I've been married to for 20 years now. Um, how many ways, Sharon, have you helped me? You even, I know I helped you, you got, helped me get my first job. I helped you get a job later. Recently, you helped with my husband find a dream job that he's loving right now. Um, so she's one of my big shout outs, Sharon, and I have a million of those women, um, Rob and I shout out to before in St. Louis that I've already spoken about who helped teach me recruiting, right? I did nothing when I jumped in recruiting, a little scared of it <laughs> and recruiting, you know, as you know, it's kind of like sales. So the money is in commissions in a way. Um, of course, companies are paying bigger bases now than ever for you all, which I love because I think I just, in fact, recently, um, shout out to, uh, I'm forgetting her name right now. Oh, a great gal that wants to jump into recruiting that has no experience got an off yesterday from a company that I'm hiring for. And I can't remember her name. <laughs> Forgive me. I want to say Christina, but I have to look it up, her resume again today. I'll, I'll talk about her again later because I'm really proud of what she's doing. Um, but, you know, I mentioned like Robin, um, as far as these people that are more in my past, the ones that you kind of always remember the first people that helped you up. But, um, but, you know, now more recently, like I have more kind of business coaches that are helping me and advisors, uh, women and men, right? But it's really the women that are helping me realize how I have to invest more in myself at this stage of the game. I think, you know, in the beginning, I invested a lot of time in myself, which was good, right? And I never really spent, other than books, I've always read business books and self-help books and, you know, and again, not one to reinvent the wheel. I want to follow someone smarter than me. I try to surround myself by people who are smarter than me. Um, and, but, you know, I've also learned, and I learned this early on from the first COO that hired me as a recruiter when he had me look for, he wanted me to find other people like me. Now, back then it was sales girls, sales women, sales people. Uh, nowadays it's funny. I, it's funny how I'm out there searching for women like me again, but that want to be recruiters. But he had told me early on, you know, people have to be willing to put skin in the game. If not, 
you know, you don't know if you're getting the right person. So he was a big believer in low base for people, high commission plans, because he wanted people that believed in themselves, that knew if they set a goal, they could go get it. And so I was a really early adopter of that because I saw it work and I was trained under that model. It was funny because I had come from a big Fortune 100 company training, GE Capital, you know, hired me out of college. So I had all that great process training and Six Sigma training and they had given me a great base. They gave me a car. They gave me a corporate credit card. (laughs) Just like when I went into pharmaceuticals for a while first, same thing. They took care of me. What I didn't realize as a young sales girl is that, yeah, they take great care of you, you know, like a kept woman maybe in certain aspects, but there's a cap to that. You can never feed yourself. Your commissions, you know, are capped because they're keeping you in a little um, peg area of here's my employee. We'll give great benefits, great car, great corporate card, but your salary might not go past X. Maybe it's like, you know, 120 or back then I think it might have been like 80, you know, for me to jump in and break through six figures, I had to put skin in the game. And luckily because I saw people before me do this, um, women, like I mentioned, and I watched smart people when they did, they took more risk, right? They say, um, success favors the bold. It's so true. There is a little risk. Now, you know, I believe in calculated risk. Um, so the women that I followed and that I learned from, it's not like they were out there making crazy decisions. They were weighing all their options and making good decisions for themselves, but it did sometimes involve a little risk. And what I found is whether it was for that sales team I hired that maybe those salespeople to come on, you know, and make much more money in commissions to hit that six figures, they had to be willing to take a little bit lower bases because we weren't dishing out the company cars and the really fat benefits However, we were offering a pathway to 100K very quickly within a year with no cap. So those sales reps that I was were hiring that were making a, under 100,000 when I hired them went on to make 100 first year, 150, two, 250, even over three. Gianna, I'm talking to you. Gianna, uh, shout out. They actually wrote an Inc. article um, that I haven't mentioned before, actually, come to think of it. That I was in and the whole team I hired was in, the CEO that I worked for was in the article. It was called, it was an Inc. magazine, I think back in 2005, and it was called, um, oh my goodness, now I can't, again, I'm not going to names, um, Straight Commission Salesforce, like um, the, uh, what was it called? I'm going to talk about the Inc. article later. It was about um, just uh, amazing straight commission Salesforce. I remember that part of the name, but I'll look it up. And I, have, I kept an article because they took a photo of me and they interviewed me for the article. And it was all about how we were hiring. And I was um, Pete, the owner then. I was uh, his recruiting manager and I was helping him grow and scale really quick. So we built our recruiting function, not only to hire for that one team, which was GE at the time, but for many teams like the IBMs of the world we were hiring for. And Agilent was a new client. And Again, many other names I've already forgotten, but we were hiring really high, um, highly successful, straight uh, commission sales teams that were just killing it and making a ton of money. And what was so fun about that was the women that decided to come on board and kind of trusted what I was saying they could do and had to trust Pete and what he was offering. And it was all legit. There's so much crap out there nowadays. I know people get scared to put money on the line because uh, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there, right? Or companies, especially in the recruiting companies right now, different than sales companies, they're like churn and burn. They want to bring you on board as a recruiter, like the old days when they would bring salespeople on just to try to, um, 
you know, really maybe well more for the uh, recruiting. They want you to fill the sale, the database. And if you don't work out, oh, well. In sales, it wasn't so much a database because you were out talking to people. So you don't have to worry about churn and burn. But you did have to make sure they were really wanting to take care of you and offer you a nice commission plan. You know, if you're going to go straight commission in the day, you need a nice comp plan and you need a nice ramp up period. So when I say straight commission, there was still a nice draw on the table, um, often even close to a six figure draw to have faith that we, they were getting, you know, in that realm. Later, they had to really knock those down to make sure they're getting the, even more so the right people because a fat draw, you're still attracting the right people that'll use your money and not, you know, be in it for the long haul. So later, we would do very small draws that worked better to even attract the bigger risk takers and people that we knew were good. And I think back then that ranged from like as low as 3000 a month, maybe 4000 Um, And again, these were all uh, in sales at the point. Recruiting is a different game right now, and there's a lot more people that want to get into it. So that's a different comp model on, on people putting skin in the game. But anyway, just want to give you a little history into how, you know, I learned from leaders back then um, to put skin in the game. I was hiring people and I was only hiring people that were all willing to do that, right? So if you ever came to me in the recruiting world and just wanted a fat salary, usually you weren't the one that we were looking for, right? You were the person that maybe already had a salary, but it was under 100K and you really wanted more and you wanted a pathway to your own dreams. So um, I'm really thankful that I was kind of, you know, cut from that cloth early on because it's helped me realize how the world works. And I think that's why I started my business very early too, because even though even as a recruiter early on, I was in my early 20s, just married back then, just getting pregnant (laughs) back then. And I had this fat salary of like, you know, 120, I think my salary was way back then with nice benefits and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I decided to start my own company. And of course, I remember my husband thinking I was crazy (laughs) and way too risky. My friends at the time also um, thought it was a little crazy. But, you know, there was something in me that always knew. And this is what I always test myself with. And maybe you can test yourself with this. If If I fail at it, then I can always go back to doing what I've been doing, right? And that was my take. And every time I go on a new adventure, I've like, I'm like, if I fail at it, I can always go back to where I was, right? And so, and it's proved really successful. And that's not to say that I haven't failed along this journey because I have. I've done lots of things that I've I've failed at that, um, and failed in the sense I didn't make the money that I wanted to make, but not failing at the sense and looking back of learning the skill sets that I needed to take me further in the future. So really, even at the time, whenever I failed at maybe certain openings I was trying to fill and, and couldn't fill it, or if it was certain partnerships I formed that ended up not feeling like a good partnership, um, if maybe felt like a failure, what, whatever it was, and and I've even have I've even had partnerships that fail, but I knew were very successful. They they actually were successful on the money wise, but they failed as far as personal. Um, but you kind of keep what's good intact and move on. And I've always remained friends with everyone. I don't think I've ever burnt any bridge, knock on wood, in my career. Uh, I think people are good at, at uh, inherently. Um, but I'm losing my train of thought here. So what I was saying was you really want to realize, that's right, your failures um, aren't even failures. If you're investing your time and you believe in yourself, you've already won. And I'm telling my daughters this right now. I've got a daughter waiting to see if she gets in the college she wants. And I'm like, Morgan, you know, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And if you, when you can learn young to have faith in life in that way, 
whatever, you know, again, God you believe in or whatever you believe that if life has some kind of path for you, if you're giving it your all on a daily basis, um, and this is where it gets back to even me when I discuss boundaries with you and not going crazy and messing up your whole life chasing a, a dollar dream, you know, chase the bigger dream of your quality of life and follow, find women that have lived that and live an extraordinary life that is awesome and balanced and harmony and they're having fun. You know those women when you see them, ladies. <laughs> um, but I was telling my daughter, I think the secret to that, if there's all these little secrets, people are always looking for the secret sauce, right? And I'm like, there usually isn't a secret sauce. Um, I should do a whole episode on the secret sauce because Lord, have I worked for so many companies that sell their big programs for that secret sauce. And so I work with them and I get behind the curtains and I can tell you the secret sauce. <laughs> so here's a little secret right now. The secret sauce of this, okay, for you to go to a new endeavor, A, I think like I mentioned, is having the mindset of knowing you can always go back to doing what you're doing now. So why not take a jump and leap? If you fall, who cares? You're not going to die, okay? <laughs> and so and second, you know, follow a woman that's already done it before, follow her lead. You know, three, kind of put skin in the game. You can't, you know, chase all the free information you can. I'm a big believer of free information. Hence, this podcast is free for you all. The book I wrote, Work From Home, Headhunter is only, what, 20 bucks on Amazon. So as close to free as you can get. Um, but at some point, you're going to invest like I have in whether it's a mentor, whether it's a job, you know, it might be your, you know, if it's a big investment of your time, they're paying you. But later, past the job, if you're an entrepreneur, um, you're going to invest in yourself and not be scared to fail and you're going to have faith in the process. And again, back to like I was telling Morgan, if it's a fail, that just means that's not where you're supposed to be. So you're going to pivot. It wasn't a fail completely. You learned a lot. So now pivot yourself in a different direction. And I truly believe in my life as I've jumped from different success to success that as I sit in these early mornings and sometimes I'm talking a lot to myself, sometimes I'm trying to listen to God or whatever again you believe that is speaking back to you, the universe, whatever you're believing. And then during my listening, I get the sense for, okay, this is what's next. And I am okay just to try it. I'm okay to fail. And a lot of times those thoughts aren't only coming to me in the early mornings, um, like I'm spending with you here. But for me, that was why I started taking off summers years ago. It was because... I had that thought process that, right, my kids are the most important thing to me. So if I'm working so hard and making all this great money, six figures as a young girl, you know, and we already have, you know, a lot of great things coming to us. My husband always did well, but I always like to make my own or he often liked me to make my own as well. So he always pushed me to do that, which luckily paid off. Um, but I, but I, because of that, I was making my money, I could make my own decisions and I could put the boundaries and the stops where I wanted. I think men have a tendency of go, go, go more money, more money, more money. Women, I think have a tendency of, you know, well, the money is to make my life better and then you can stop. Right. And so maybe you get the money because you want to decorate, redecorate your bedroom. You know, I have, um, family or friends that got the money because they had to make 10,000 to put towards a wedding. Right. And then they stop. Um, or they have a dream of that beach house. They really work hard to get that beach house and then they can stop. Um, but there's always that next desire, which is a beautiful thing, right? As long as you're loving where you are now, as long as that desire is not like you're not missing out in the now, chasing that tomorrow, right? Because that is like, but a dream. It is a mirage. You get where you want to be right now, which is basically being who you want to be right now. So often that's by investing in who you want to be. And when I say investment, that can be your time. So it doesn't necessarily mean money. Usually though, by the time you get really serious, you're putting a little money into it because it's showing yourself you have skin in the game. Um, you're finding those mentors, you're following them, and then going from there. 
But I think that is the secret sauce. I think the whole skin in the game, investing in yourself, believing yourself, not being afraid of failing. So, you know, like I'm trying to think the most recent thing I've done that I was afraid of, whether it was, you know, probably real estate, like I'm looking at this real estate right now that I'm putting an offer out and it's scary, right? It might not come through. If it does come through, oh my goodness, that's a whole other endeavor. Um, this podcast can be an example. I, you know, start this podcast. I'm like, there's always that fear. Well, who am I to do a podcast, right? It's like back when I wanted to write a book. Well, who am I to write a book? Well, the question should be, ladies, who aren't you to not go do those things? Somebody's got to go write that book for the future daughters that we have coming out, right? Someone's got to be speaking in the ear of women that want to jump into business, the housewives, maybe not the the gurus that are already out there kicking it, but the housewives that want to be entrepreneurs. That can be you. I did it. You can do it, right? And I think a lot of my women advisors, I've looked up to them because they've always been an example of what I can do, right? You need that. And so from there, I hope that I can be an example of what you could do because I'm looking to other women that are you know, following their million dollar dreams um, and separate again from money, just as the quality of life that I'm looking at, right? I mean, I don't really care how fat the bank account is, but I'm looking about how good you're feeling and maybe how balanced and harmony you're feeling. You know, you feel in shape, you feel healthy, you're making money, you're in control of it, you're loving your life, right? Those are the women that I follow. And then it just happens to be, they seem to have a nice bank account behind them, but I really believe the secret is they already had that. <laughs> and that's why the bank account went behind them. So I know I think on Monday, I did a Money Monday session about chasing um, you know, the goals. And I did tie the goals to dollars because if you're in business, you're going to want to make money. There are other endeavors you might chase that um, maybe you're just on the road to peace and to find more peace. And you can definitely do that. Or maybe you're on a road just to help other women and you're out there doing charity or a lot of charity work where it's not about the money for you. And and that's great. But you know what? If you're in it for business or you're thinking maybe the next 10 years, you, you haven't done that. You've been maybe home raising kids as I have. I, mean, I was working that whole time too, but raising kids was my priority. Um, I now joke about it to my girls now that they're off to college years. Um, it was my 20 years of slave period. <laughs> which it's not true because I was having fun working and traveling and doing everything I wanted to do. But there was that I had to be at home was priority. I was raising my children and, and it was a joy. Don't get me wrong, Madison. Madison's good. I can hear it right now. My oldest daughter um, will start acting like she was a liability, which of course not. She's my accounting major. <laughs> so my daughters, and they know I'm very close to both of them, have always come first in my life. And I think by making those decisions, um, I've been rewarded by that and business and money have, have come easy. And by me making sure that I follow women that taught me that, and then in some ways I have to admit I had to forge that on my own. I, I didn't have a woman that I knew was taking off summers. <laughs> I was the only one. Um, but it worked really well for me. I think since then other women have not been afraid to say, I'm taking my last job order and may I'm leaving, I'm leaving for the summer. I've already had some friends around me and, um, people in my sphere that, you know, are, are doing that, which I think is amazing. Um, so sometimes you have to carve your own way. And I did that again with taking off summers, um, you know, with real estate investing, I did have some mentors, not so many women, unfortunately, and I've had to kind of carve my own way there too. Um, but I can help you for any of you that make this great recruiting money and then now want to get into real estate. That's a, that's a secret passion. So I hope I can help there too. Um, or stocks. I've always done stocks since I was young and not because I'm good at it, but I found that people that are good at it and I just copy them. <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. I do the same thing. Um, so anyway, I know I'm getting a little off track and I'm feeling like 
I may have talked too long here because my mouth is getting dry from her coffee. How long? Yeah, I'm over, I'm over 20 minutes. And I want to keep these short because we all have a, a big day to get ahead and to get on. But um, I'm just going to leave you all with, again, find those women mentors. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself, time and money when you're ready. Don't be afraid to fail. Go for what you want. And you'll know when you're ready. Just listen and feel it and absorb everything that is freely given out there to get you there. Read the books, listen to the mentors. And when you're ready to really get into it, to start like a week-to-week practice, whether it's finding a job, maybe you're starting your own business, you're ready to really grow your business with some rocket fuel under you, you're going to need that support system. And it kind of brings me back full circle to that that, that is what Headhunting Housewives is meant to be. That's the vision of this, is the support system. I'll be probably the first in this group because I'm just getting it started here. Um, but then I already have mentors reaching out to me that I know I can set up with all of you by second quarter, whether you're a newbie, whether you're just trying to get your company to a, or your um, recruiting business to 100K, whether you want to get past 100K, whatever, I'm going to put you in different groups so I can best serve you. So you're not all, you know, you have to be in the right group. And I'm putting that together for you as we speak. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm doing Friday Zoom calls now for any of you that want to jump. Email me right now the best way. Well, definitely first sign up at headhuntinghousewives.com just to get on my radar. But then if you email us at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com, that's going to go to my brand new admin I just hired yesterday. Shout out to Bridget. Um, She's going to help me organize all of you as you've been flowing in. So we're going to get these Zoom calls on Friday. By second quarter, we're going to have Zoom calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays for you all in different groups to meet you right where you need to be helped. And then later, you're going to be helping each other. I'll be pulling myself out onto these other fun things I'm doing. And um, you'll continue to help and support each other until you get your first deal. We'll be with you to your first close if that's what you want to do. We'll be with you until you get your first job. Um, shout out, I'm calling you Christina, but I can't remember <laughs> your name. If that's what you want to do, Lisa right now is my entrepreneur I'm thinking of that wants to build her business more. So wherever you're trying to go and you're figuring out who you want to be, um, and again, the who you want to be is going to be on you. But then once you figure that out, come over here to Head on Housewives and sign up and let's help you get to where you want to be. And then we'll give you the support system to get you there right up to, again, that job offer or that first contract or whatever you need. And we're going to have fun doing it, ladies. Most importantly, back to my Wednesday close here middle of the week, um, it's going to be fun, right? So carve out all that time for yourself and your day. If you're really getting into the thick of it, you headhunters out there that are already doing the job, build space into your day, have that 1030 tea break, have that little noon or one little lunch break later in the afternoon to just give thanks and appreciation for how your life is changing and how amazing it's feeling. Uh, Because it's just getting better and better. And so, you know, I joked about 20 years of slave if you're coming out of raising kids. And that is a joke. I love that time of my life. The best time, right? That was what I dreamt about when I was a little girl. And it was amazing. Knock on wood. And my girls are awesome. And it was fun. But you know what? The next 20 years, it's going to be even better. It just gets better and better and better. So I hope you're on that same path with me. And if you haven't been before, today's a new day, right? That's who you're going to be today. So happy, happy Wednesday, y'all. And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye. Hey. 
Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see you all there.